0: This is the intro song for my asshole brain. (laughs) Because I was hitting the wrong button. I don't know what I'm doing. But now I see things going up and down. So I know we're actually recording. (laughs) There we go. Hooray! Yay, I'm a grown-up. I know how to work equipment.
1: Can you hear me microphone?
0: Kind of-ish. It doesn't hear you as well as it does me because apparently my voice carries more than yours does. Which is ridiculous because everybody works as I'm super fucking loud. You get a little more mellow, I think, on here, and I'm yeah. used to having to project as a teacher yeah. to get even the people in the back row. So I need to be really loud all the time. <laughs> you can just do that. Cookie monster voice. That might work. P is for podcast. <laughs> P is for podcast. <laughs> That's very good for me. Yeah. There you go. That works. Because <laughs> don't like, I think, deeper voices travel more. They Probably. penetrate in a way that higher voices don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds mildly sexual. It's my favorite thing. Things uh. that are mildly sexual? No. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you prefer things that are overtly sexual? I was going to say, I like
1: them to be overtly.
0: <laughs> you don't want Possibly subtle.
1: repulsively. So. So,
0: fuck subtly. Right. I want it to be in-your-face sexual.
1: Pulsively sexual.
0: In-your-face, on-your-face.
1: All over the place. It's
0: <laughs> like so the Bridget Jones thing. He's like, this is Daniel. He enjoys publishing and comes all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we like sexuality to be. <laughs> but that's not what today's podcast is. That's this podcast. That has absolutely nothing to do with today's uh, episode whatsoever. So this is uh, episode 16, and we're going to be talking about money and power and corruption. Ooh. And I had a conversation with my co-workers about some of this stuff earlier and got pretty worked up. So uh, I was pretty salty about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a stressful time in my life right now where a lot of things are happening and I'm pretty worked up on a regular oh basis. Like I'm prone to salt. So this might be, uh, I'm going to try really hard to not just make this one long rant. Although I was joking, I can't remember. It might have been when I was talking to Steve. I don't remember now where I was saying that. Maybe I just need to start recording some of my frustrations just to get them out. And we could just have like little bonus episodes (laughs) that are just Amanda rants. (laughs) Where I just kind of go off for like, this is fucking shit. Right. For 15 minutes. It's a very intense exploration of a single topic (laughs) that is Really making me angry in the moment, and I get it all out, and then that's it. I like that idea. And that can be like in between the longer episodes yeah. where we do a little bit of a deeper dive on certain topics. I like it. Because a lot of different podcasts will do that. They'll have like shorter ones where they kind of do yeah. more surface stuff, and then they'll have longer ones where they really go into different things. So maybe <laughs> for my mental health, maybe I need, right. to, start just need to start yelling. Right. At Instead of. Myself inflicting these rants on Steve <laughs> who just wants to go to sleep I mean, or watch his TV you. show. Kind of signed up for this shit. <laughs> well there are certain perks he gets as a result <laughs> that other people don't get. So it's good thing you clarified that part. <laughs> <laughs> There he there are certain rewards that he gets for having to listen to me go off about different there are topics. I should stop. Yeah. You know, I'm oh, so Stephanie's icing her knees. So if you hear crinkling in the background, it's because she's moving her ice bag right. around. It's
1: because I'm an invalid and not because I'm like eating little things of candy and <laughs> like I guess I would have to have
0: Werther's since yeah. this kind of all is. If shift. you were <laughs>
1: A horrible example of aging. horrible
0: ribbon candy. Mm. (laughs) Horrible fucking ribbon candy. (laughs) Which you don't have to unwrap, but you have to figure out how to eat. Because it's like in a long straight, it's like, do I break it? Do I bite it? Do I do all of these things? Do I suck it? Do I chew it? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Again, sounds basically sexual. Back to the sexual
1: thing. Yeah,
0: I know. Uh We keep going back to that. Or as opposed to the normal ice movement that you hear is usually me drinking my drinks. <laughs> clink, clink. I keep trying to, like, I actually have a drink right now in my, my favorite tumbler. And I just didn't put ice in it. So I could drink it without people hearing me <laughs> taking sips <laughs> uh, in between. So I'm drinking my vodka and ginger ale with no ice. So it's room temperature so that the mm. sounds of the ice hitting the glass are not offensive. To so replace, I'm replacing your ice sounds with my ice sounds. That's right. That's right. Because if we have too many I sounds, that could be annoying. Yeah, It could be jarring. So, yes, so we're just going to have one. Um, so oh, we've been talking for like <laughs> five minutes, and we haven't even gotten to the point yet. That's all right. Do we, we ever, though? No. Do we ever. I don't know. I mean, we eventually we we get there. So I actually titled this episode in my notes, Wealth, Power, and Psychopathy, um, because there's a lot of discussion about the corrupting powers of... Power. That sounds redundant. How power corrupts. That power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely, is a saying we've all yeah. heard before. Uh, and then there's also wealth. And one could argue, well, why aren't you discussing these two things separately? But I would say that they're very inherently linked. What, wealth and power? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because typically people who are very wealthy are the ones who also have yeah. the power. Yeah. And-
1: what are you going to do if you have no money? Like, nobody gives a shit what you have Right.
0: Say. You don't have any power. You can't buy people if you have no money. <laughs> exactly. You can't influence people. You have no value. Especially in a, in a society that values wealth and or, or um, money and things and yeah. influence. And that equates wealth with success and yeah.
1: power. Like, those things are all Grouped wrapped together. together for us.
0: Yeah. And happiness as well. Right. Happiness is having things. We live in a very consumer society. Right. I think I've mentioned this before, but there is a really great 20 minute piece, it's called The Story of Stuff, and you can go online and you can watch it, and it talks about how we became a more consumer society after World War II, and that was very intentional, and that economists kind of looked at things and said, oh, here's how we continue to make money and thrive as a society. We convince people that they have to buy things, and then we make things and they buy them. It right. reminds me a little bit, have you seen Say Anything? It's that John Cusack yeah. movie? Yeah, it's been
1: a really long time, but yes.
0: But, well, there's a part in that movie where he's talking about what he's going to do after high school. And he's like, well, I don't really want to make things. And I don't want to buy things. And I don't want to make things that people are going to buy. Or buy things that people make. And he right. does this long does thing. Right, whole little, like, rant. Right, rambling. so he basically doesn't want to be a part of, like, the consumerist machine. Yeah. And so he's talking about what he wants to do. And, of course, the people at the dinner table while he's talking about this are looking down on him as though it's a great fault that he doesn't want to be a big part of this making or buying basically he's
1: saying he's you know not run by money and things
0: and right he just wants to teach kickboxing you know or maybe go in the military he's not entirely sure like he wants to be a part of something he recognizes that just making things or buying things is not really it doesn't have a lot of value to it yeah I mean, it's not, not necessarily fulfilling. Right. Exactly. And so he wanted to pursue something that was different than that. And, of course, he's looked down upon yeah. for, for being that way. Because in our society, like, you need to be a consumer. So we value people who have things. Right. And we value people who are up with the current trends, especially if they're trendsetters themselves. Like, that's how, like, if you have... Nice cars and big homes. Like, if you check certain boxes, then you are considered a valuable member of society. Isn't that like
1: what they talk about now, like, the Instagram influencers and the social media influencers Mm -hmm. and things? Like, that's a lot of them. Like, these people don't do anything other than tell people, like, hey, this is the thing
0: that's in. This is the thing you should
1: get. This is the thing you should like.
0: Yeah. They don't really make or do it. They don't produce anything themselves. All they do is tell other people what they should buy. And so they and, and they get free rides for it. Like, yeah. hey, I want to stay at your hotel, but I'm going to post shit on my Instagram. Right. And I have this number of followers, and so you should let me stay there for free. And what's funny is seeing stuff, like, on Reddit, a lot of times I'll see it. They have a Choosing Beggars subreddit where they'll show people who are like, I want this thing for free because I have a bunch of followers, and I'll post about it. And it's always really funny to see the people respond like, uh, yeah, you can't pay for this, with followers and likes, right. like that's not sufficient. Yeah. And but that's the currency now. Like popularity and likes and follows are a currency.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's that's fucking crazy to me, as someone who's not, as we've spoken of before many times, not a huge fan of social media. Yeah. It's insane to me that people are making their living just by having a certain number of followers well, and, and a that certain people number of likes. Know- the people that
1: follow them even are like, you know, like, well, this person, you know, this person's important because they know these things, they do these things. Like, that that, that just regular people see that and think that's a thing of value. Yeah. Like, this person does nothing but tell people what to do, what to buy, what to get. And I'm like, and that makes them important.
0: As though that's How? a, as that's a genuine skill. Yeah. Yeah. Or knowledge, like how? Why do they have more knowledge than anybody else who tells you what to do or buy?
1: Right.
0: Like, why don't you, like, you know, like a travel agent tells you about hotels instead of right. some <laughs> random chick on Instagram that
1: has a million followers? Like, right. Why is she the? Why does she? Why is she the expert? Why is she right. the
0: authority? Yeah. She's not because she, she's pretty. <laughs> because she takes really she takes wonderful, impressive Southeast. bikinis, right? Yeah. Which are probably not. Don't look a thing like how she really fucking looks. Probably not. No, a little bit but of if, Photoshop. A little bit of filter. N- just a little. But if and if you watch the Fire Festival, <laughs> ne- there's a I think a couple different ones. There's like two or
1: three different uh, ones. Documentaries.
0: I yeah, I watched one of them that was on Netflix that kind of talked about the ridiculous nature of that, and it was all about influencers and right. models posting. And again, it's just fucking crazy nonsense. And but this is. This is the emphasis that we have placed on wealth. And as long as someone is wealthy and looks like they're living a luxurious lifestyle, we are willing to lend them an authority and a credibility. Yeah. And trust, even. Right. Assume that, like, they're a good person or deserve trust and respect. Like,
1: how? Just because they have a million dollars more than you do? Right. Which, I mean, I guess that's
0: But here's the thing, what's really interesting about that is we do have a tendency to think that people who are wealthier, like, we do trust them more. But the thing is, a lot of times, like, the people who have gained a lot of wealth have not done it through ethical means. If you go back in our country and you look at the people, like the Rockefellers, for instance, who are known for making a a lot of money and and being a big name in our society or the Carnegie's or whatever, if you really dig into it, I actually, I don't know how far you have to dig. You probably don't have to. You you just barely scratch this it's all built on exploitation. Yeah. I'm going to sound like such a communist right now. <laughs> I'm not necessarily all about like, Oh, the proletariat needs yeah. to raise up. And the, uh, you know, I, I, there's, I'm not saying that all capitalism is bad, but there's certainly bad unchecked capitalism. Right. I have and a I problem mean, it's, with as
1: a general rule, you know, you get places by using people as mm-hmm. a stepping stone, even if it's not done greedily or, badly overall other people put in work that you benefit from
0: right i mean when you get to the top yeah you're benefiting from those b- yeah but there's you. always going
1: to be people below you and it's you know how did you how did you do it did those people get compensated or right. did you just fuck them right i'm at the top they're at the bottom that's because that's where they want to be
0: right and there are ethical ways to do that yeah there are ethical ways to have that pyramid Right? Where you may be at the top because you worked very hard to get there, but the people beneath you have all been treated and compensated fairly. Right. And I do understand that competition can play a role in innovation and that sometimes it can be very good. So I understand that. But when we look at what's happening in our society today, it is unchecked. And our worship of wealth has gotten to a point where, like, I mean, let's look at the Kardashians, for instance, as an example. They don't really produce anything. They don't really have talents. It's not true. They have a TV show. They don't really have any (laughs) talents or skills that are worthy of the money that they've been paid. I mean, you could argue that, okay, so Kendall is a model, has earned a certain amount of money from that career i was gonna say it's is she the one that has the cosmetics no that's kylie Okay, i'm gonna
1: say the one that they came out and said was you know the youngest self-made
0: millionaire millionaire, but they're totally overlooking the fact that she had a a tremendous amount of money from her family and she also had a tremendous amount of exposure from her i was gonna say even
1: if you ignore the money that she had from them i'm like yeah
0: she had that exposure automatically if i had put out a lip kit that was as good as hers. No one knows who the fuck Amanda Grain is. Yeah. No one's going to buy an Amanda Lip kit because they don't know who the fuck I am. Right. She would never have had that success if she hadn't already been famous. Yeah, I'm going to say already like you say Kylie Jenner. But he's like, oh, I know who that is. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like you, you can create a business off of being famous yeah like whereas before like you may have had to do something to get famous now you get famous and then you can do something with that fame Right. and some people choose to turn that into money marketing schemes some people choose to do good with it and that's something that we'll talk about in terms of whether or not power actually corrupts people yeah. um, but as far as wealth goes one of the things that i looked at actually right before this was i had had a student Several years ago who did a presentation where he was talking about the gap between CEOs and workers and how over the years over the past several decades that that gap has has broadened like you expect people who um, either have higher educations who have worked there longer to make more money and rise. I have no problem with that. Like yeah. if you've done the work or if you've got the education or, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Like, I there seems like
1: an obvious correlation there.
0: Like you yes. put in the effort, you put in the time. Like, okay. Yeah. There's a hierarchy and I yeah. get that. Like you have management, you have the worker. Like you yeah. have people who've earned higher spots and they have more responsibility, therefore they get paid more. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. The problem is now the gap between the people who are at the top of the pyramid and the people who are at the middle and bottom of the period, the pyramid has widened to such an extent that it no longer makes a lot of sense. Because, let me see, what was it? And I told you this. So pay ratios of Fortune 500 companies, CEOs to their employees range from two to one to nearly 5,000 to one. The average CEO worker ratio is 339 to one. So are you telling me that the CEOs in those companies do 339 times the amount of work that the the average worker does? I have trouble believing that. So to tell me like, well, if you want more money, you need to work harder. I worked three part-time jobs and made less than $30,000 with a master's degree. So people tell you, you want more money? Work harder. I was working fucking hard. People say, you want more money? Get a degree. I had two. So it does not always equal, harder work, higher degree does not always equal more money. So it's a it's a nice way of blaming poor people for being poor. Yeah, it doesn't it's, make sense. Yeah, it's
1: making poor people, they are the reason they're that yeah, way. Yeah, it's their It fault. has nothing to do with outside forces or other people. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. I work for job and family services. I talk to plenty of people who work one, two, three jobs that constantly are working. and yep. are busting. They're not. They work harder than I do. I'm like, I'm the first person to admit. I know tons of people who work way harder than I do and I make pretty good money. And I'm like, I don't think those people deserve less money because they don't have a college degree or right. in some cases even high school diplomas. And I'm like, You work three times
0: harder than me. Yeah, you probably deserve to make what I make or more. Yeah. And this is and this is a source of, of frustration. For me and i think a lot of people this this they people like to dash it off like oh if you want more money you need to go get a degree oh like you don't make enough money maybe you shouldn't be a janitor well i'm sorry but is does that job not have value does that job not need to be done so sure. are you telling me that we should just pay shit money although i have to tell you i i got a postcard in the mail from the sitting kettering so they have to do a thing where they tell you, like, they have to reveal, like, the amount of money the, that the average person makes right. so you know where the budget's going to. Almost every single job from custodial up made more than I do as a teacher with 20 years' worth of experience in a master's degree. Yeah. So I could go get a job working for the city of Kettering in custodial services and make the same, if not more, than I do now. Yeah. However, I understand that I got in, I did not get into teaching, I did not get into English to make big bucks. The hell you say. I didn't, I didn't do it to get rich, I know. So I understood, I was taking a risk. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, well that's your own fucking fault for getting a liberal arts degree. (laughs) Get it, own it, understand. I understand what the United States values and what it doesn't. So I knew I was taking a risk by following that path. However, it was something I was good at. It was my talent and I pursued it. And I've been able to support myself and my kids doing so. Right. So it was a calculated risk and I understand it. You know, my brother's a lawyer. Makes a lot more money than I do. He has the same level of education. He went to school for the same number of years. You know what? That's okay. Yeah. I understand it. Lawyers are valued more. They're shit on. You know, right. <laughs> people talk about how much they hate them. But everybody need, you know, if you need one, you love yeah, them. they're the best thing when you need right? them. And, you, and, and they get to demand a certain amount of money for their skills. So I completely understand that. Like, you're paid what people think you're worth. And right. I understand that as a teacher, people don't think I'm worth a whole lot. Get it? Point taken. Yeah. So I didn't get into my career to pursue wealth because wealth is not something that I it's ever really... It's not your ultimate goal. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And that's fine. But it can still be frustrating sometimes to see, like, for instance, even in my workplace, I probably do more grading than anyone else I work work with. Yeah. Uh, My grading level is very intense compared to a lot of people I work with. But does that mean I get paid more because I work harder, because I grade more? Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. Because if you talk about that stuff, you get in trouble. Yeah, I'm going to say, then you are not allowed to talk about that. Right. Even though it's not technically illegal... You get in trouble for talking about that kind of stuff. Right. I actually had someone a few years ago, a coworker, ask me, like, how much are you getting paid? Because they're offering me such and such, and I don't and I'm like, I don't think I can talk about that. And she's like, What? Really? You're not allowed to talk about your salary? And I was like, I don't think so. A lot of companies look down on people yeah. talking and that was new to her. Like that was a uh, something that hadn't occurred to her before that you're not supposed to discuss salary, and I'm yeah. like, Yeah. It's well, it's a, one of those things. i like, is it actually a rule or is it an unwritten rule? Like, where is that? I don't know. I think that some, I think some companies might have it as a policy, or it's right. an, or it's an understanding. Yeah. Although I don't think they can legally enforce it. Wouldn't think so. But at the same time, if you don't want to get fired for yeah, discussing you, it, right? You
1: hate to, you know, take the risk and be like,
0: oops. Right. So I, I don't want to risk my job by talking to other people about how much they make in comparison to what I do, despite the fact that I have more education and experience and grade more than they do. I'm not going to do it. So I, I just have to kind of suck it up and just do what I fucking do and be good at my job and hope yeah. that that means something. Yeah. But and hopefully enjoy it. Mostly. Usually I do. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have fucking stuck with it this long if I didn't. But I, I love teaching. I love interacting with students. Right. I've said it many, many times. I didn't get into it for the money. So if I did, I'd be really pissed off. This <laughs> <laughs> did not go as I planned. Yeah. Nobody fucking goes into teaching for the money. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. That, that yeah. makes no sense. Not in the United States at least. So fine. It is what it is. I, and I don't need wealth. Like that's not where I find my satisfaction. Like my time is actually very important to me. So I like the fact that I have a fairly flexible schedule okay. and that yeah. appeals to me. So I'm willing to ha- to have less money if that means that I get to have more, more freedom. Yeah, exactly. So um, when I was looking into whether or not people who are rich behave differently in terms of like ethics because I wanted to look into, when I was talking to you about this and I said, I want to look at, like, in terms of corruption with power, because right. that's saying we for, heard, but also money. Like, does money actually corrupt people? And are rich people actually terrible? <laughs> yes. Right. Because, you know, you look at Hollywood and you see a lot of famous actors and actresses and they're always, like, fighting for just causes, you know, and they always like to portray themselves as being, like... Good people. Right. But at the same time, they make ridiculous amounts of money to play pretend.
1: Right.
0: And when I still see someone who's, like, a, a multi-millionaire, it's, like, it's all wonderful that you're talking about these just causes and you're supporting things and you're donating money at the same time. You have, like, a $10 million house. Oh
1: and a yacht and a garage full of cars. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see that and not be, like... Eh.
0: Do you really need it? Yeah. It's, like, how much are you really fighting for social justice in the little guy when you're still taking um him- multi-million dollar right. paychecks from a movie. And I mean, I understand that the movies are very trying and hard, yeah. but you know, my job's hard too sometimes. Yeah, i say it's, you know,
1: <laughs> the world wouldn't end if movies stopped being a thing. Like, it's not a necessity to the world, whereas, you no. know, teaching and...
0: I don't know. I think a lot Medical. of people would disagree. I'm gonna say, yeah. <laughs> like, even as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that'd be no, pretty no. fucking horrible. Well, here's the, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're the ones that pay their salaries. Like, we buy movie true, tickets. Yeah. If people stopped going to movies, these people wouldn't make that kind of money. Yeah. So, obviously, it's important to us. Like, we put our money where we want it. Like, we pay millions of dollars to go to athletes and actors because we're willing to buy the yeah. tickets to the games and to yeah. the films. Because that's what we value. Because, let's face it, we need an escape. Right. From our shitty lives and our shitty jobs. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, we're willing to pay those
1: people that money in order to have our weekends and weeknights filled with something that isn't work and the crushing oppression of life.
0: That distracts us (laughs) from how much work we do for how little money.
1: We pay them their salaries to distract us from how much money we don't
0: have. Right. Right. So it's very counterproductive. Oh, dear God one of the 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 articles that i looked at that was talking about wealth i wanted to see if wealth really does make people terrible um and i didn't i didn't do a lot of extensive research in this but i think that through observance we can see that people who are raised wealthy do seem to be kind of out of touch with how other people's lives really are, and I think if you don't believe me, you can just go to Gwyneth Paltrow's website, Goop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, so what's so funny to me about that is, okay, so she's got the website, Goop, right, which sells, like, $1,500 gold barbells and jade yeah. eggs that you're supposed to put up your vagina, which, I think, college will tell you it's terrible. to do eggs. So Parks and Recreation did a spoof on that, where they had this obnoxious woman... And um, she had a website called Bloosh, <laughs> right? Which was a parody of Goop. And then about two months ago, I saw that one of the Kardashians, it's Courtney, uh, I think, okay. has a website like Goop that's called Poosh. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Did she watch Parks and Rec and decide that she was good. Gonna- no, she probably came up with that on her own. Yeah, I think she said it's like her daughter's nickname or something. And I'm like, hmm. Which is a weird nickname. Yeah. yeah. No. So life imitates art, which imitates life, which imitates art. And it's all just this vicious Cycle. Fucked up circle of wealthy people <laughs> who are completely out of touch that want to sell us stuff we don't need for outrageous prices. Right. So i think it's fair to say and you guys can do the research if you don't believe me that people who are raised with wealth are a little bit out of touch with with the common man that doesn't mean they're all terrible but they may not truly understand what the average person's life is like when
1: it was my in my freshman year of college one of my hallmates A group of us were eating, and one of the girls said something about how she checked her bank account, and she only had $4,000 in her savings account. What? And was kind of, like, freaked out at how low it was, and one of the other girls was like, what's a savings account? Like, and we were legitimately, like, all sitting there, kind of like, none of us have any money. And you're freaked out that there's only... And it was a couple months later, a conversation came up, and she said something, and she goes, yeah, she goes, I've kind of gotten the impression that maybe, like, I have some money, like... You think? And we were like and it was it was legitimately a light bulb thing for her where she was yeah. kind of Oh, not everybody else is like this. When like when she was talking about it, it just made sense to her that it was would be horrifying to us that she only had four thousand in her savings account because surely we all had like seven thousand.
0: And everyone else she knows up until that point and would have understood right. that Right.
1: Like the people she grew up with that she went to high school with, like that would have been normal for them. Yes. And I just yeah think it occurred to her you're surrounded by a whole bunch of different people that came from a whole bunch of different places and lives and not everyone is that like at that time if i'd had a hundred dollars in the savings account i would have shit myself like holy
0: crap i remember being excited when i had over a hundred dollars in my checking account like that was yeah a good day if i had over a hundred dollars to spend savings account i don't even like 50 bucks maybe right at, at the best And, and so, yeah, (laughs) I can buy a hundred tacos right now. No problem. (laughs) And, but it's not, okay. So someone in that position, it's not their fault if they haven't been exposed to other things. So I don't mean to blame someone for that, but at the same time, like you, as you get older, especially when you have things like the internet, I do feel like there's a certain amount of responsibility to understand where other people are coming from and take yourself out of your bubble. Yeah, there's a point at which you have to realize that you come from a place of privilege and that you should have compassion for people who are in a different position and a better understanding. So that doesn't mean that you should feel guilty or you're to be blamed because you grew up in a situation where you had more money and you were more privileged than someone else. Yeah. You can't control what you were born into. Right. But you need... The same way you
1: know somebody who has nothing and grew up just in complete and utter squalor right you can't blame them for how they were born what they were born into you same thing for you right know, somebody has money right
0: so you don't have control over that right but you should at least have an awareness of kind of what's going on around you and, and what's happening there's a point in your life where you need to take responsibility for your awareness of what's going on and you need to try to get in touch with with the reality of most people's situations because what happens is, what it, from the reading that I was looking at, is the problem is people who are very wealthy or even just wealthy, not even very wealthy, they have an independence from the people around them. Like So when you have a good amount of money, you no longer really have to be concerned with what the other people think of you. Like You're not dependent upon them. They don't have to like you because you don't need them. You don't need them for networking. You don't yeah. need them for a paycheck.
1: Yeah, so you have other options. Like if that person says, I don't agree or go fuck yourself, i be like, cool.
0: I can go over here. Right. And uh, granted, like any of us could do that, but when you're in a situation when you're lower on the ra- the the ladder, yeah. lower rung on the ladder, like you are more dependent on the people around you, like as you might need them for help, you might need them for contacts. When you're in a business setting and you're lower man on the totem pole, you don't have the luxury of always being honest or, or telling people what you think. You are at the mercy of the people who are above you. Right. Whereas when you're the person at the top, you can do whatever the Fuck you want? Right, right. Because every,
1: then there will always be somebody willing to be underneath you.
0: Yes, right. And if one person doesn't suit you, you can fire them, and someone else will be willing because they need the money, they need the paycheck, they need yeah. the 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 status of the job, whatever right. it is they're trying There's to. There's no see. shortage of
1: yes men when you're at the very top. Right. So that or women. Yes, we're yes. Men, women. So.
0: Let yeah. Let's let's be gender inclusive here. Yes. Yes, people. I was say yes, people. Maybe. Yes, people. Yes, people. Yes, persons. <laughs> um, so the the thing is, you don't rely on other people. So you are somewhat divorced from other people's opinions, and let's face it, you are also divorced from the consequences of your actions. Many times, especially if you have enough money, if you make a stupid decision that is costly, it often doesn't th- those ripples don't often make their way to you. Right. Or if you have enough money, you can buy your way out of situations that other people couldn't. I mean, so they have they might end up in prison or they might end up bankrupt or they might end up being fired whereas you have enough money and influence you're not yeah. going to I to say be. think
1: of, you know, the myriad of things celebrities have done where it's like if one of us did that, we would be yeah, in jail or completely destitute yep. or
0: both or And it's just, you know,
1: oh, that crazy so-and-so, it's just another
0: day. What is it? When you're rich, it's eccentric, but when you're poor, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the behaviors of certain people who have been wealthy, like I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about, what is it, Phil Spector? Yeah. And the murder he committed and how he almost got away with it. Again, because he was so fucking rich, he can do anything. Or if you look at, what is it, Jimmy Savile, I think, in England, who was a known pedophile for years. That might be one you're not very familiar with. I'm
1: not familiar with that one.
0: In your free time, if you want to look it up and (laughs) and, and want to be outraged and disturbed, he was a television presenter, I believe, in the UK for a very long time, who was basically known to be a pedophile for a very, very long time. And it took it was years before people finally started coming out and he actually ended up... Um, I don't remember if he actually went to jail or he died. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. But from what I've heard, it's like it was a, an open secret that he was a pedophile. It's like,
1: oh, that's just, you know, that's how he it's is. It's just Jimmy
0: because he was rich and he was famous, so yeah. he got away with it. And, and catered to that thing. Yeah, and there was... Even when I was talking to you about how I wanted to do this topic, I had sent you the text, and I had said that there was some Reddit thread that was talking—I don't even remember what it was about—but they were talking about like the corruption, of rich people, and I said, "Oh, there's this article," and I sent it to you. And there's all these different things, and there was what is it? Epstein? Is it Jeffrey Epstein? That I looked at—I didn't. It sounds even, familiar. I ended up not doing the research on that particular topic because I was just like, I don't, I. There's so many other things in regards to wealth and power. So I... Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein and his pedophile ring. So you can look that up. Anybody who wants to explore that can. We might... That might be something we want to explore in detail later. But he's the one who was known for, like, basically rounding up young kids for the rich and powerful to... I think it even, like, there he had an airplane. And he would get these kids and he'd have them on their airplane and people, like, the rich and famous. And I think... Clinton was implicated and Donald Trump might have been implicated. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say
1: I've heard the the Clinton thing before with yeah. that name. Yeah, I mean people turn a blind eye to things like that cuz you know, they're not a regular person. They're they're above the rest of us. So, yeah. You know what? Yeah, maybe it's not okay, but you know, everybody has their, you know, their proclivities. Everybody has their, you know, their quirks. Yeah, that's just their <laughs> that's their thing and they're not really hurting anyone. Like, Child rape is just an
0: eccentricity. Yeah. Aren't they, though so I wanted to look into this. I'm like, okay, so we've heard, okay, there's the this, this same. People say money is the root of all evil, but the, actually the original saying was love of money is the root of all evil. So it's the idea that greed and like the focus on money above all else is what really creates a lot of bad things because yeah. people will then do anything they can to get it. And so I was looking up to see if it's really true that wealth influences ethics and ethical behavior. And one of the things that was interesting is there was a study that looked at, um, so these people observed four-way stops, and they said that they found that luxury car drivers were more likely to cut off other motorists instead of waiting for their turn at the intersection. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a different study found luxury car drivers were also more likely to speed past a pedestrian trying to use a crosswalk even after making eye contact with the pedestrian. So they are like, okay, so... I know a lot of people that do that <laughs> stuff,
1: so yeah. that one I think is just solely a dick move. Yeah,
0: but I... Yes. Because uh, that
1: drives me insane.
0: But I do have to say my experience has been in, in driving from Dayton to um, Boston that uh, the asshole drivers did tend to reside in luxury vehicles. Yeah. Um,
1: I've seen a lot of pricks in BMWs. Yes.
0: So... Uh, yeah. And there was another one that said that uh, they found less affluent individuals are more likely to report feeling compassion towards others on a regular basis. Participants who spent time thinking about how much better off they were compared to others ended up taking significantly more candy for themselves, leaving less behind for the children. So it was a thing like where they... Ask people to consider how they were and compared to others and then at the end they're like, Hey, we have this candy and whatever's left over we're gonna give to needy kids. And the people who thought they were better off are <laughs> like, fuck them! Took more candy. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like that seems so counterintuitive because you'd be like, you know what, I'm so well off, I can buy my own candy. But it had the opposite effect. <laughs> which is really uh, really weird. So research has shown that the upper class are worse at recognizing emotions of others and less likely to pay attention to people they're interacting with by checking cell phones or doodling, which is interesting. Uh, I can think of an example of someone I know who is in a position of power who never looks away from his or her cell phone in many situations. So that seems very interesting. Um, so why why is this the case and as i said before wealth and abundance gives us a freedom uh, a sense of freedom from and independence from others the less we have to rely on others the less we may care about their feelings so basically the only reason we care about others is if they can do something for us and if we don't then uh, rely on them then we don't worry about it the rich are almost are also more inclined to believe that greed is good so they consider it an asset rather than a character flaw. Right. So, what's that mean for the rest of us? If social class influences how much we care about others, the most powerful among us may be the least likely to make decisions that help the needy and the poor. They may also be the most likely to engage in unethical behavior.
1: So, that when I read the the part about, you know, least likely to make decisions that help the needy and the poor, I'm always Especially, you know, as we're getting into politics season and into a next presidential election. That's all I can think. Even the ones that are, you know, that are very good. You know, Bernie is... Sanders is sort of, you know, like, just the ultimate... Socialism, help everybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's wonderful. And I'm just... I'm always in the back of my head like, but this is still a person that has... A lot of wealth. Has wealth and has, you know, a lot of people behind them, beside them. And how do you get to that point and not have certain things that... Tweak your interest yeah. more. And, like, yes, you hope that the things that, you know, in those kind of situations, what drives them, what is their interest, is the people that they want to help and the needy and the poor, et cetera. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, does that serve your
0: interest as well? Not when you have lobbyists.
1: Right. Well, and it's, you know, when people talk about, like, oh, well, we've got all this empty housing here. Why don't they, or, you know, or all this empty land. We should turn it into housing for the poor. Yeah. We should do this or that. There's no money in that. Yeah, you don't make money from helping the poor yeah. and the destitute. Although
0: in truth, generally speaking. But here's the thing. I think that actually when you do give people more stable environments, they're more likely to get jobs and contribute to the overall and, economy. Yeah, and I mean and yeah, that so is So it does. You can. Yeah. The thing is you personally as an individual who owns that property may not profit. Yeah. As a society overall, we actually yeah.
1: do but the problem but who gives is, a
0: fuck about society exactly. it's not helping me right if it's not putting money in my pocket i don't give a shit yeah. it may be help it may be part of the greater good but if i'm not feeling the direct benefits then i don't give yeah. a shit it's
1: like when when we expanded medicaid roles across the country you know and they did the affordable care act and things a lot of people went off of unemployment rolls and, you know, trying to get disability and stuff because they got medical care. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get, you know, mental health conditions taken care of and get medication. And, oh, look. This so person, they can work. Yeah, so this person who was completely non-functional is functional enough that they can hold down a job, which means they're, you know, presumably buying things and paying
0: rent and, and taxes And Yeah. These things
1: have, you know.
0: A benefit. Yeah, yeah. there is, yeah, benefit and that's and when you look at countries that really do invest in their in their populations you tend to have people who are very happy and you tend to have more people who are working and they're healthier yeah but we just don't view things that way we're all yeah. about competition and yeah. we are very much about pulling people up by their bootstraps and i've even said before that that phrase has gotten that thing's gotten bastardized because it used to be to say like it's impossible you can't yeah. pull yours this is not a thing you can do right and, but now it's been taken out of context and distorted to mean, like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, if you're poor, yeah. it's your fault. And if you want to move up the ranks, like, you have to work. If you work hard enough, you will. And, again, I keep saying, I know people who work very fucking hard yeah. and still are never going to climb any higher because there are certain people who will not permit it. Yeah. Or it's just the, or or the just, way our society is structured yeah. won't allow you to, to go past a certain yeah. benchmark. Or they,
1: or they just have shitty luck. And every time they get, you know, going and they get mm-hmm. up, you know, get on their feet pull themselves
0: up by their bootstraps, something happens and knocks them back down. I mean... I can't tell you how many times I feel like I'm finally getting ahead and something comes up and knocks me back down. And it's not because I've done anything wrong and it's not because I deserved it. It's just because something fucking went wrong. Like we had three giant trees that need to be cut down in our right. yard, or our dishwasher stopped working, or we had a branch fall through the roof in our house, or a sump pump went out and our basement got flooded. And each of these things that I'm talking about have actually happened within the past six months yeah. or nine months. Like each of these things happened and none of them are our fault. I didn't deserve any of those things. I didn't earn it. It just fucking yeah, happened. Yeah, would say that's just... Right, but the thing is, when you don't have a lot of money, that takes you out like steve and i are fortunate enough that we have a home warranty that we continue to pay for that has helped with some of it and that we had enough of a tax return that that paid for all the trees actually not we still had to pay some above above and beyond that but you know i worked very hard to get to where i am to have a certain amount of stability and there's still shit that happens that that knocks me off my yeah. my feet every once in a while. And you have
1: people that are still in that process of working toward what they feel is stability. And, you know, yeah, they get in a car wreck. And all of a sudden, you know, not only do they not have their means to get to work, so they lose their job, but all of a sudden they have medical. Like, yeah, just, you know, one little thing, depending on, you know, where you are, can
0: Devastate yeah, you, can ruin
1: everything you've you know you've built.
0: And it's not that people, and some people say, well, you just need to have more in savings. Well, some people don't make That's enough that they to, can do yeah. that. And oh, so when I was, there were several years ago where um, I was had been recently separated from my ex husband, and at the time I was working two jobs. I think. Well, I was I I was an adjunct, so I didn't get paid in the summer, but I was working another job in the summer. There was a man. I had my car parked on the street outside my ex-husband's house because I was there to pick up my kids. And a man was turning the corner, and he had a heart attack as he was driving, and he plowed into my car. And I went out to check on him, and it, and he actually ended up dying on the street. Mm-hmm. Now that the EMT still came, and they tried to revive him, but I found out later that he had actually died. He was right. blue and on his way to dying. I don't know. Maybe had I pulled him out and done... I don't know CPR. I don't know if it would help, but I was so afraid he'd gotten in an accident. I was afraid to move him. All I was right. thinking, if I move him, what if he's got a broken neck or something and I'm just going to make it worse. Yeah. Anyway, this man totaled my car and there was a point at which his insurance company was considering contesting the payout for it because had they wanted to look at his medical records and had they been able to demonstrate that he, uh, that he'd had a history of medical problems and was driving anyway that they could argue that they didn't have to pay me for the wreck because he was driving
1: recklessly right because he
0: was driving while knowing that he had a heart condition now the insurance company ahead at the time was wonderful and they went ahead they gave me the money and said we'll collect from them yeah And they took care of it, and and I was very grateful that they did that. But basically, through no fault of my own, I was out of vehicle, and I had three kids who had to get to where they needed to go and to take care of, and I had a job that I had to get to. Right. And I didn't have a car because a guy had a heart attack and ran into it. Yeah. So nobody was at fault. It was no one's fault. Yeah, I would say, and literally,
1: like, just completely, 100% not in your control whatsoever. Right. And
0: I was fucked. Yeah. I was absolutely and truly fucked. And through the kindness of different people around me, I was able to work through that situation only because I had people who were in a position to help. Right. Had I not been I don't know I might have lost my job and if I didn't lose it I at least wouldn't have made income because I got paid by the hour so if I was like well I can't come in for a week or two weeks or however long because I don't have a car I would have lost income I couldn't have provided for my kids not because I was lazy not because I was drunk not because I did anything wrong yeah but because some guy had a heart attack and plowed into my vehicle. right? And so people who like to blame others and say, well, you're poor, it's your fault. You need to work harder. You need to have a better education. Again, work super hard, have a master's degree. Yeah. You can't blame it on that. So this idea that we want to blame each other or blame others for their misfortune is bullshit. But that's what people who are divorced from those lifestyles, people who've never... Had to sacrifice for what they have who've never had to go without because something bad happened they have absolutely no idea whatsoever what that's like
1: yeah none I mean, there's yeah
0: they don't understand that struggle and so people who have a lot of money are not tapped into the struggles of the average person and because of that that can make them have less compassion yeah. I mean, that's not to say all rich people are bad or are not compassionate. There are a lot of wonderful, wealthy people out there. But when we look at wealth and power and corruption and all that, there is an element to having wealth that that separates you from the average person and makes you view the world differently. Yeah, You see cause and effect differently. You yeah, place yeah. blame where it's not deserved. Yeah, I'm going to say rich people see the world differently.
1: Poor people see the world oh, differently. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, you all have... Everybody has their perception based on where they come from. So, yeah, I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, there was a really interesting article that I read several years ago on Cracked when I still actually enjoyed reading it. It's kind of not gotten so great. But um, they had one where there was a guy who wrote about the bad habits of people who've grown up poor and how when you're poor, like, there's certain things that you do that are actually work against you, but it's because of this mindset that you have. And one of them was, like, when you do get money, you don't save it, you spend it. Like
1: when you get your tax return, you get a big, you know, you get like right. you know, $1,500 tax return. And instead of socking it in savings, you go out and buy a new TV.
0: Everything and, you can. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're going to get it again. It's like, exactly. okay, so when you have an animal that hasn't eaten and you give them a bowl of food, they don't eat a little bit and say, I'm going to save some for later when I want it because I might need it later. No, they eat all of it because they don't know when they're yeah. going to it. So they'll eat so much yeah. that they get sick. I mean, because they don't know when they're going to eat again. Yeah, it's a survival instinct. I right. mean,
1: obviously buying TVs and shit isn't,
0: but it's that same
1: mentality. You right. Know? I'm like it's kind of stocking up for the winter. Like, I have this thing right now, and if I don't use it...
0: Yeah, i got to spend it while i got it, because yeah. I don't know when I'm going to get it again. Yeah. And it seems very counterintuitive to people who haven't grown up in that situation. But when you've grown up in that situation, like, you have a completely different mindset. And I think there's even a book, I think it's called, like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or... And, and, and it looks at the differences between how people who don't have money raise their kids versus people who do have money raise their kids. And it's a completely different philosophy. But the thing is, like, if you had money, you don't see the world through the same perspective. Just like, so it creates this disconnect. And it yeah. makes people feel very different. Like, poor people don't, we see each other almost as though we're different uh species right and i have to admit the same thing like i look at people who are incredibly wealthy and i feel like they're not even humans like i feel like there's some different species altogether that lives in a completely different reality than i do because they do they do leave like i'll be
1: like i'll think about like especially when i'm reading magazines and stuff and some it's not even necessarily high-end magazines it's like you know women's health or you know other magazines well they'll have like workout clothes or, like, outfits and stuff, and it would be, like, you know, a $125 pair of leggings. <laughs> or, like, you know, or you see, like, dresses, and it's, like, like in their work clothes, and it's, like, $300 for a pair, you know, these dress pants for work, and then 200 for the heels and this, and I'm, like, how is that, like, to me, like, if I spent $200 on an entire outfit for work, that would be insane to me. So the idea that you would buy one piece... Or, like, I'll do things like I'll just be taking a shower and I'll get my towels out of the Mm -hmm. closet. And I'll be like, I have, like, this is, like, a $20 towel. And I'm like, there are people that own, like, $500 towels. yeah Like, one towel. Yeah. And that's totally normal to them. That's in their, like, it would be weird to them to buy a towel for $20. Yeah. Like, who does that? That's weird. They make towels that cost $20? Right.
0: That would baffle them. What a piece of shit. I don't want that. Yeah, and I was I'm just, watching a show where there was a woman who bought like a thirty-eight hundred dollar dress. I'm like, you could buy a fucking car for that. Yeah. Why would you even do that? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's almost offensive to me when I hear people spending a certain amount. I get judgy. I'm like, are you kidding? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, if you now, it's one thing if it's something like uh, there's certain stuff I will spend. I have some shoes that I've spent almost a hundred dollars. That's my top limit. Like, it's, I yeah. I've spent almost a hundred dollars on a pair of boots. I've had them for six fucking years, and I know they look like new, and I wear them all the time. And the only reason I spent that much money on them is because I knew that they were a classic design, and I was going to have them until they fell the fuck apart. That's the only—there are certain things I'm willing to pay a little extra money on only because I intend to have them— in until they are nothing i'm gonna say
1: and i'm that way about certain things too like i spend money on my sheets and my towels and stuff because i'm like i want my soft comfy things to be soft and comfy yeah like i will put i own 50
0: dollar towels like that's my bougie thing can i tell you though if you go to tj maxx or marshall's and you get to i have ralph lauren towels that i got for eight bucks a piece they are fucking soft as hell and they're inexpensive so I'm there's my it. pro tip. Please go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls. You can get really high quality towels for very little money. This podcast brought to you by TJ Maxx, <laughs> by TJ Maxx and Marshalls and HomeGoods. Can right, like can we get a sponsorship <laughs> from fucking TJ Maxx at this right. point? Yeah, so but I totally understand that. Like I like very soft soft sheets. I had yeah. bought a pair that were a little less expensive because I had thought they were going to be softer than they were, and I've been angry ever since yeah. that they're not as soft as I wanted. But that's because I had bought the same sheets for my son, and they were super soft for him. But for whatever reason, you the got, ones I bought you got the reject ones. Right, because they were they're the same brand and then the same style. But his were made in one country, and mine were made in another. And it's for whatever a huge reason, sometimes. his are super soft and silky, and mine aren't. And I'm still pissed off about it.
1: Do you dislike that country now, too, because no, of it? No,
0: I okay. haven't. Like, do it. you hold a grudge against that no, country? Fucking Pakistan. <laughs> no. no. I don't hold it against the country. I'm just, like, there needs to be a little more consistency across the brand. But it's fine. I mean... It's whatever. I don't... I mean, I don't lay awake, lay awake at night over it, but I... There was, On your less soft sheets. Yes. But there were several months I'm like, I don't fucking understand this. So we had to, like, go out and buy liquid softener and wash them and rewash them and add it like we spend a lot of time poor steve i'm like i can't fucking sleep on these like i kept moving around they're so (laughs) scratchy and so he did go out and he he went to extra effort to try to make them softer to me and they're still soft but they're still not as soft as as the yeah because the others were like a silky soft whereas these are more like a brushed yeah um, almost bordering on flannel yeah like fuzzy soft? Is soft, but it's, right. yeah, it's a weird. So they're almost like a fuzzy soft instead of a silk soft, and all, yeah. that bothers me. Because I was, ex- they're sateen. They're supposed to be silky yeah. soft. <laughs> when you went into it with an expectation and it didn't right. need that. It's right. hard not to be disappointed. And as we discussed, I have flight control issues, <laughs> so I need things to meet my expectations. <laughs> I've gone off on a tangent here. But I do understand, there, there are certain things yeah. where, yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to treat yourself. So I don't mean to imply that we all need yeah. to... But, yeah, but it's just,
1: like, you know, the idea that, like, everything you would do.
0: Like, I buy $3
1: toothbrushes. Do people that are super, like, how much are their toothbrushes? Like, little things like that will occur to me in my day-to-day, and I'm just like, what
0: the fuck? That's funny, because I think that's I had, so weird. I had the same awareness the other day, and I can't remember what it was about, but it, like, occurred to me, I'm like, so I was looking to buy something, like, a piece of furniture. And I don't remember what it was, and it occurred to me that, like, What I'm looking at has, like, this particular range of comfort and quality. And I'm like, you know what? I bet the super wealthy can get a... They have, like, a completely different range, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they have shit that's, like, handmade, artisanal... (laughs) Well, it's like you know, like <laughs> vegan leather bullshit, where I can get like,
1: or it's like where our our high end on something is two thousand, and like their low end on something is five, and right. it's just like there's a gap. Yeah, like oh, I really don't want to spend a lot of money. I'll just pay five grand for that, and we're like, I really want to buy the nicest one. I'm gonna pay two.
0: Yeah, we paid like a thousand bucks for a couch, and I'm fucking pissed off that like it was made so cheaply that the springs are wearing through no, the we fabric did. and digging into the cushions. And I'm like, for a thousand fucking dollars, that thing should have lasted me a goddamn lifetime. Yeah, or other like, people it should be
1: buried with me,
0: right? And other people are like thousand dollars—that's some cheap shit. Like, right. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, like a thousand dollars is a lot of money. It is. Yeah. Like that's fucking ridiculous. But I also grew up in the era when my parents didn't, like, when they got tired of the way a couch looked. they reupholstered it. They didn't buy a new one because yeah. that shit lasted forever. Yeah. I am I have my grandparents' lazy boy out in my garage and then I'm waiting to have enough money yeah. to reupholster because that thing is so fucking comfortable yeah. and so sturdy. I don't want to get rid of it. The if, upholstery needs work, but I'm not going to dump
1: it. And I that kind of goes back with our thing, you know, talking in the beginning about consumerism and stuff. You know, we've everything is throwaway. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't replace, like, things aren't made well enough or aren't nice enough, like washers and dryers and stuff. Uh, the yeah. amount of money it costs to get a washer or dryer repaired, for $100 more, you just buy a new one. Yeah. So it's like nobody, like, nobody, nobody does that stuff anymore. Vacuum
0: cleaners. So, yeah. TVs what's fucking crazy is there are people who are fighting for right to repair laws people are fighting to have the right to repair computers because computer companies are like no 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 we don't want we don't want you as a small business to offer to repair that computer we just want people to buy a new one yeah and so people are, like, fighting to be able to have businesses that will repair your products. And the companies, the corporations are fighting it. They don't want because you to repair gonna, them. Because they're going to
1: make less money. Whereas, right. you know, some little guy is going to make his living off of that. But
0: fuck that. Fuck the little guy. Yeah. It's insane. The idea that if I have a product, I can't get it fixed. I can only replace it. No wonder the Earth is fucking polluted to shit right. because the the what we're what's going into one we don't have a place we can't deal with all the trash yeah. that we're that is being made from all the shit that's breaking. But then every the pollution that is created when we have to make new when we say, have yeah, to yeah, mine make the everything yeah. You gotta mine the pieces. You gotta make the pieces. Uh, Like, again, story of stuff. Just go fucking look at it. It's, like, 10 years old at this point, but it's still so very relevant. Like, everything that goes into making new products, it is so toxic. And, like, the fashion industry alone is one of the top... I think it's the number two pollution producer in the in the world but we keep telling each other like oh you need to have this because that's out of fashion that's out of style like all these new trends and we yeah. just keep pumping into it and this idea like people just throw well, it clothes. Do, in
1: quick fashion like h&m and
0: like i mean even yeah old navy
1: does something you know, like you know $5 tops and, yeah. you know,
0: this and that. I'm like, you know, yeah. $1 flip-flops. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, on one hand, it's great that I can be able to buy this shit. Like, I wanted to go buy a pair of linen pants, for instance, on Old Navy. And I found some and they had pairs for, like, 14 bucks a piece. And I bought them. So I got, like, two pairs of pants and a shirt for less than 40 bucks, And I was really excited about that.
1: Yeah.
0: But at the same time, then I kind of start to feel bad that I'm, like, again, like, consuming. Now, granted, I don't have shit that fits anymore so i kind of have to buy new stuff so that it fits but at the same time it's so easy and i see this in my kids they get shit so cheap nowadays that they're constantly buying stuff they don't need and i'm just like when i was a kid like you didn't get stuff for cheap i remember there was stuff that i wanted like even stuffed animals when i was a kid were so expensive like it was a luxury and now like xander can get when he was really into different video games for instance like Plants versus zombies. Like he could get an entire zombie and plant collection for like fifty bucks. And right. we're talking like twenty or thirty different stuffed animals. And so it just feeds into this consumerism. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, three <laughs> years down the road when they're not interested anymore, you've all of these stuffed animals right.
0: that have to go somewhere and just into right. the world again. His room is full of shit, and I don't know. he doesn't want to get rid of it, so I'm glad we're not throwing it away. But at the same time, I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like you barely have room to sleep because right. you have so much shit in here, and it's stuff that like I started giving them allowance because I'm like I'm not going to keep buying this crap. I'm going to give you allowance, and you can decide. You, want to say, you
1: can determine where right. you value your money going.
0: Right, and you have to budget for what you want. Right, which is great, but at the same time, when they can get something for three bucks here, but my daughter, there's fashion stores where she's constantly getting stuff and all the time, and I'm like, I need you to to pull back, like. Yeah. It's really hard to teach that balance when it's so easy to get everything for so little money. But, but what is the real cost? Like, right. what's the cost to the environment? What's the, who's, who's producing these items? Like, you're, you're seeing all this shit in the news right now about the trade war with China. Right. All this shit, they're getting super cheap. Like we have, we have convinced everyone in the United States that the key to happiness is buying things and having things. And most of those things that we get are super cheap from China. Yeah. Now that we're putting on these tariffs and stuff, people aren't going to be these things cheap anymore. How are people going to be happy if you can't buy yeah. cheap shit from China? If I can't go to odd lots and I can't go to the Christmas tree store or wear right. all these, or Walmart or wherever and get this cheap shit, how will I be yeah. happy? Well, there's other thing too.
1: It's three dollars, so you don't think of it, or it's five dollars, so you don't yeah. think of it. Would you buy that exact same thing if it costs twice that, or three times that? Right. Like, would you buy this two-dollar thing if it costs like ten dollars? Like, yeah, I, and it used like,
0: to that, that kind of stuff. It used to be more expensive, yeah. so you had to think about yeah. how. You like, spend I have money. like
1: I had to instill like a couple years ago like a strict like. Five dollar cap on stupid bullshit. Like if I see something, and I'm like, <laughs> and I see something, and I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. There is no reason whatsoever. I need that. It's silly. It's goofy. Like toys or just weird yeah. signs and stuff. I always be like, okay, it's five dollars or under, so it's within my stupid bullshit budget. But if I see something, and I'm like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I want that, and it's like fifteen, and I'm like, how long are you gonna keep it? Yeah. Like how long before you end up putting it in a Goodwill box? You end yeah. up storing it because you don't have space for it. Like
0: that's you know yeah and that's a good thing to think about because it's so easy i and i've started doing that a little bit more where i will try to think if, especially if it's a bigger purchase i'll try to think about it before i spend the money but even if it's smaller i went to target the other day with my kids and i picked up something that i thought i wanted and even that was only seven bucks i walked around with it and after a while i'm like i just don't fucking need this and i went and I put it back because i'm like this is ridiculous it's just something i don't need and I've tried to be more conscious of that, but it's still really hard because let's face it, it's kind of hardwired into us at this point, like, oh, buy this one, it'll make you happy, buy this All one, right, make- and it's I'm fun to like, have new this thing. stuff.
1: I want this thing.
0: Yeah. You get a little bit of a high yeah. from it, right? Well, and that's
1: what they start doing. You know, they say like you should wait. You know, anything you decide you want to get, you should wait thirty days. Yeah. If you still want it in thirty days, then get it. And then it's like you know, yeah. How much of stuff you buy? Like if you saw it three days later, would you be like, but I don't need that. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And that's why. And I can't tell my youngest has has had a real problem with that. I can't tell you how many times he's bought stuff and then be like, I don't think I want it. I'm like, well, too fucking bad. You, you decided to get it. Yeah. So now I'm like, you need to think about it. I do
1: that with a lot you of stuff that think- I end up returning. Like I'll buy stuff and. And then like a week later, I'll be like, I don't need any of this stuff. And I'll take like $20 worth the stuff back. And they'll be like, is there anything wrong with it? And like,
0: nope, just don't need this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I, I've tried to cut out that and predict what I will or won't need. Yeah. But it's hard when we're being told that that's what makes us happy. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. When I get new stuff, I get excited. Like, oh, I get to wear this. Oh, I get to use this. Or, oh, oh I have an Amazon
1: package sitting on my doorstep at home. And I'm like... <laughs> like, like, I know it's there. They sent me the picture in my email, which is it, fucking creepy, uh, first
0: off, Oh, that's that,
1: weird. Yes, Amazon now sends me pictures like, or UPS, whoever it is, delivering it. They, like, send me a picture of the package at my door. Weird. So I get a picture in my email that's, like, my door with a package. And I'm like, oh. ugh. Like, I mean, it's nice because you can see, like, we delivered it. It was there.
0: Yeah. Like, I get the point. But
1: I think that's weird. It is. Like I'm afraid I'm gonna get a follow-up email. It's gonna be like them in my bedroom or like looking through my <laughs>
0: underwear drawer. I'm like, where does it stop? The delivery guy wearing what you <laughs> bought, right. like posing uh, on your <laughs> bed, <laughs> using the dildo. No, like, it. <laughs> how do these chaps look on me? I have to say that one of the things I do like about spring is I spend I spend money on flowers. But I take a great deal of satisfaction from watching them grow and tending them over months. So at least the money I spend on them, I derive pleasure from them for right. an extended period it's of time. It's a prolonged
1: return yes. on investment.
0: Yes, so yes. So it, it continues to give. Yeah. Although it's only for a few months because honestly then they die and a. Speaking of dildos,
1: give. that actually is <laughs> the
0: same kind of... Ah, uh, We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one 800 273-8255. 273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolls. produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.